right? Good day so far. Glad you're here. Hey, if you're River Ridge, you're welcome back. Uh, and if you're new or, or visiting, you came because you said yes to a friend and you don't know who I am. My name's Andy. I'm one of the pastors here. I want to welcome you uh, if you're visiting. So glad you're taking a part of your day uh, to be with us. So this morning... Uh, we're wrapping up a series. We're wrapping up a three-week series that's called This Is Us. So this is part three. And so if you haven't been here for parts one and two, it's kind of like catching the tail end of a movie or a show. So I want to encourage you, especially if you're a River Ridger uh, and you've missed parts one or two, go online, download the messages, listen in on the first couple parts. This series is so important for who we are as a church. It's easy to get the messages. You can get a podcast, find them on iTunes. You can get through the app. You can go to riverridge.org. You can find them there too. Uh, Because, you know, I don't know about you, but like catching the tail end only sometimes, it's just not as good as knowing the whole thing, right? Like a movie or something. Uh, We have Netflix at home, right? Uh, and, and so Courtney, she, my wife Courtney, she will never, ever start something in the middle, like ever. And so she watches these shows, and if she takes a little bit of a break from them, does not matter where she is in the series, it could be season three or whatever. If she takes like a month off, she'll go all the way back to season one, episode one every time. And she's already said, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. But I found out that I drive her nuts too, you see. Sometimes I'll come in the room... And she's watching, you know, a show. She's in the middle of her show or whatever it is. And, and she tries to turn it off. And I go, no, don't turn it off. It's fine. Uh, I'll, you know, I'm just going to be on my computer. Uh, and so, you know, I'll sit there. And then all of a sudden, I'll find myself watching it. Uh, and then, uh, then I'll just start asking her these questions. I'll start asking her, because I don't know anything about it. And then sometimes, sometimes I'll make fun of the show a little bit, because uh, I'm not that invested in it. So it turns out that, that she turns it off because I am annoying. Uh, and so, and she doesn't want to deal with the questions. Can anybody feel that Netflix pain? Anybody need Netflix marital counseling other than myself? <laughs> All right, let's get a group together. We'll get a group together. Come find me. We'll figure that out together. Uh, so we don't have Netflix. We're not on Netflix as a church, but there are ways that you can get caught up with us. So catch the first couple uh, parts of this series because what we've been talking about is that we want to be a Jesus church. That's what we've been talking about over the last two weeks. And so what we've been doing is we've been looking in to these stories of Jesus. We've been taking our cues from Jesus. We learned with Jesus the first week that everyone's welcome to his message of salvation in the kingdom of God, that everybody is welcome. And then last week we talked about uh, that everyone's welcome because of this, because nobody's perfect. So that's what we've been doing as a church. We just want to be a place where everybody's welcome. We want to be a place uh, where we're on the same playing field because nobody's perfect. And this week, we're going to wrap up the series by going into one more section of This Is Us, and it's this. This is the bottom line this morning. We want to be a church that believes with God that change is possible. The change is absolutely possible. And here's the thing, guys. It is possible not because of how much willpower we have or or how special we are or that we have this amazing strength. There is nothing human that causes real lasting change. It's Jesus. It's all about Jesus. We are all about Jesus and how God can change us because of Jesus. See, here's the thing. You're here, but none of this matters if Jesus can't change your life. None of it matters. You wouldn't be sitting here for any other reason. That's why we're here. But here's the thing. The message of the Bible and the hope that some of us have in this room is that having a relationship with Jesus Christ not only saves your eternity, but he could change your life here and now. That's absolutely true. See, for those of us here who have placed their faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins, see, that changes our eternity. That right there, that decision to put our sin and our faith in Jesus, that declares you as being made right with God. And so you are eternally saved. So then what we do is we say, well, now what? 
Now what, I made that decision, where do we go from there? And see, here's the thing, the vision statement of this church is that we exist, this is what we've been talking about over the last two weeks, we exist to help you take next steps in your journey with God. That's what we're here for. Now, here's the question when it comes to change. Change can happen in the life of a believer. We believe that for every single follower of Jesus Christ. Now, here's the question that we're going to ask. Why then is it so hard to get rid of some of the things that I can't get rid of then? See, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to see how God could come in and actually make a serious, lasting change in our life. Those are the two parts. We're breaking this down into two parts. What is it, or why is it hard to change, and what are the ingredients that I can see happening in my life in order to let God in and actually make lasting change in my life? So if you're taking notes, uh, you grab that. If you have a service guide, we're going to get right to it. Uh, So the first thing we're going to look at is, why is it so hard to change? If you're taking notes, here's the first reason why it's so hard. It's because it's what I know. It's what I know. See, some of the things that you know need to change, or some of the things that are hard to change, it's, it's really simple. It's because of one thing. It's because you've had them for so long. You, these have been going on for a long time. Some of the habits and some of the faults that are in my life, see, they didn't just happen overnight. Even though I don't like them, even though uh, they don't feel good, some of them that are in my life, even though I, I know that God doesn't want me to have it. See, but it's what I'm familiar with. It's what I'm familiar with. That's why it's hard to let some of these go. That's the first reason. Here's the second reason. It's because it's who I am. Did you know? This is one of the biggest challenges that we have as we follow Jesus. You see, we have an identity crisis. Did you know that? Like, we, we have an identity crisis when it comes to the things that we see want to change uh, and that we know should change. It's almost like if we lose it, this is crazy. This is what goes on in our brains. Like, if we lose that thing that we know is not really great or really amazing or that it hurts kind of people, you know, we're afraid sometimes if we lose it, you know what will happen? It will kind of lose who we are a little bit. Isn't that weird? That's what happens because here's why. It's because that's who I am. You ever find yourself thinking that or saying, hey, that's, I guess that's who I am? Workaholic, overweight, angry, anxious, critical. Hey, that's just who I am. But listen, Here's what you need to know. It doesn't have to be. Change can happen. You can change. But again, that's, that's why it's so hard. We have an identity crisis with even the things that we want to see change in our lives. And here's, here's a third reason why it's so hard. It's because it's Satan's weapon. It's Satan's weapon. We need to know. Here's what we need to know, gang. There is an enemy of righteousness There is an enemy, and he is active, and he is always constantly trying to suppress the truth by discouraging those of us who are in Christ. Did you know that? He he brings messages to us that we hear all around us all the time, messages like, hey, you you can't do that. Hey, you you can't change. You're you're not different. Just give up. You know, I think there are so many folks that that are around here, right here this morning, and you say, man, I want to see some some things change. There are some people here who are new to faith. I know that for a fact. Over the last couple months, even the last couple weeks in here, we've had so many people come to to a brand new relationship with Jesus Christ. You made a decision to follow Christ for the first time, and you're in here, and you're wondering, you're like, okay, now, God, I really do want to see you change some things, and and we try to start going there. We go to church, right? We get get encouraged. So here's what I want to say. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised when stuff like this happens, when you think, you know, God, I want you to change this hurt in my life. You know, you get encouraged here, you come to church, and you walk out, and then these messages come in, hey, who do you think you are? You can't do that. You can't change. See, Jesus, he says something. He says, we have an enemy, and he's a liar. 
And he's the father of lies. Jesus says this about the truth. He says, you know what the truth will do? It'll set you free. It'll set you free. So let's get into the truth here. We kind of looked at the reasons why we can't get rid of some of the things that we want to get rid of. So let's jump to something that God can use to help us. If you have your Bibles, let's jump to Romans chapter 12. You can go ahead and go to Romans chapter 12. If you're electronic and you want to know the translation that I'm in, I'm in ESV, the English Standard Translation, if you're electronic. And I want to look at two verses this morning. Really simple. I'm going to look at two verses and look at some things that will help us see God change some things in our life. Because here's what I want to tell us. Here's what I want to encourage every single follower of Christ out here this morning. See, we don't have to listen to what the enemy says. And we don't have to let our faults define who we are. We can change. Things can change. So let's look at this real quick. Romans 12, hopefully you got there. And let's just pick this up. Let's read verses 1 and 2 and we'll just talk for a little bit. Here's what it says. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Now listen, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I love this verse. I love this verse. This is a verse that I go to a lot. It's a go-to verse for me when I got to remember who I am, who God is, and really what is up against me as a follower of Christ with this world. So let's look at this really quick. Let's break this down a little bit. Uh, It says, do not be conformed to this world. Uh, To conform, if you're taking notes, here's what conform means. It actually means to assume an outward expression that doesn't actually reflect what's going on in the inside. That's what it says. See, the outside world, listen, fights against the change we have in Christ. Did you know that? The outside world fights against your change in Christ. So as a changed person in Christ, you know, you know right now what doesn't reflect your new life in Christ. So here's what the writer's saying. So to combat that, be transformed. Be transformed. Don't conform. Be transformed. What the writer is getting at is this, gang. You got to catch this. If you catch anything else today, you got to catch this. This fight is supernatural. This fight you can't do on your own. This fight is so important and imperative to actually allow God to come in, know the things about God. You got to understand and embrace him, and then he will transform your mind. But here's the thing we got to catch. God wants to change, but you got to change the way you think. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about over the rest of this morning. We're going to just look at some ingredients that people have in their lives. And these are the ones that we see actually have lasting change in their lives, in their marriages, how they work, how they do life. We're just going to look at four quick ingredients uh, to see how we can let God in to change our lives. So four ingredients, if you're taking notes. Here's the first ingredient to actually find lasting, lasting change in your life, and it's this. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. We just got to do one thing. Proverbs 17, 24, here's what Proverbs 17, 24 says. It says, the discerning sets his face toward wisdom, but the eyes of a fool, catch this, are at the ends of the earth. So he's what he's saying, he's like, the the fool, you're scattering yourself all over the place to the ends of the earth. He's saying, hey, do what's wise. Aim at what's wise to do. Let's just go after one thing at a time. Don't start off in a bunch of directions. That's what he's saying. You know, I think a lot of times when I look at my life, And I see the things that I want to see change, right? I have to remember just, I need to make just one adjustment at a time over time. I just got to make one adjustment at a time or I'll give up. Man, when I diet, I make this mistake all the time. I don't know about you. Like when I start dieting, I'm like, I'm going to do 30 things and I'm going to lose 30 pounds over the next 30 days, right? And then here's what happens. And then two weeks later, after I give up, 
There's a big bag of bulgur weed in the cupboard next to the quinoa that I never touched. Who's with me on that? Come on now. Who's got the bag of bulgur weed? There's freedom from bulgur weed this morning. Amen. Come on. That's what happens. I think if you love bulgur weed, I'm sorry. It's awful. Um, it's terrible. I, I think when we start to look, though, when we start to look at what we want to change. Here's the thing. Instead of just, you know, we're so generous. God changed me. Make a better person. How about instead of saying, God changed me. Make a better person. Be specific and ask, God, what do you want to change in me first? Hey, what is that thing? God, I have anger. I have lust. I'm a workaholic. What do you want me to do? God, what's dinging me and my family the most right now? And here's what will happen. God will actually give you that. And he'll say, here's what you got to work on. And we'll take one thing at a time. And we'll let God work on one thing at a time and start. Otherwise, here's the thing. And you know it. You'll get overwhelmed. And to try to change everything, you'll change nothing. You believe that? It's true. And it's, it's, so it's one thing at a time, one day at a time. One day at a time, too. You know, Matthew 6, 11, Jesus teaches us how to pray. And when he teaches us how to pray, he says, here, say this to God. Say, God, uh, give us today our daily bread. God wants to, here's the thing we got to catch in the prayer. God wants to give you the strength to change, but he also wants you to trust him every single day. He gives you just enough strength to get through today. Did you know that? He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Trust him and let him work in these small increments over time. And it happens over that next decision, that next conversation, that next mealtime, that next thought, right? So can you trust God and just say, God, all right, Give me the strength today with my boss right now. Give me my strength right now, my patience with my boss. Hey, God, give me strength right now in the decisions I make over lunch right now. One thing at a time, one day at a time. And guys, it's progress, not perfection. It's progress, not perfection. You didn't get that issue you're dealing with in a day, so don't expect it to change overnight, okay? Don't, don't expect it to be solved right away. So one thing at a time. Second ingredient is this, community all the time. Community all the time. Listen, I'm going to be real honest with you. I say this all the time, and you people still don't believe me. We need people, all right? We need people in our lives. When you are, when you are willing to put yourself or put your marriage in front of a group of people, in front of someone, just another person on a consistent basis, when you're willing to do that, here's what you're willing to do. Then you're allowing all the one another's to actually come into your life and let God change you through one another. Did you know that? There are over 40 unique one another's in the New Testament alone. It says pray for one another, help one another, love one another, carry each other's burden, serve one another, teach one another, comfort one another, encourage one another, spur one another on. I could go on and on with this. I could go on. Guys, this is so huge. This is so huge to find lasting change in your life. You need people, and not just people. You need the right people in a consistent way that are actually speaking in to your life. Listen to what Proverbs 11 says. This is great. It says, where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, listen, there is safety. So this is, here's what this is saying. I'm telling you, if you catch anything in this, I'm t you need people, but if you catch this, this is what this is saying. The chances of you breaking that habit or that fault or whatever, if you want to see uh, change happen in your life, the chances of you doing that on your own is really slim, really, really slim. So I, I want to encourage you this morning. I really do. If you, if, you, if you don't see this change happen in your life, I want to encourage you in this. Here's what I want to say. There are a lot of you right here this morning. I'm telling you right now, I believe it with everything I got. You've got some things in your life that if you just simply put yourself in front of somebody, 
that loves Jesus and wants to go after this together, if you just get a consistent meeting with them, you will get through some of those humps in your life by doing this alone. I believe it. You, you need people in your life. You, but here's the thing, and, and coming here, it's a step in the direction. Coming here it is a huge step in the journey. But here's the deal. Just because you're around people, listen to me, doesn't mean you're leaning into them. You hear me? Just because you're here doesn't mean you're really actually leaning in to people. Because you're here in rows doesn't mean that you're known. You have to ask people to speak into your life. You have to ask someone to, hey, can we consistently get together a little bit and talk about some things? Well, that's why we have groups to meet outside here on Sunday. That's exactly why we have it. Here in a few weeks, actually in three weeks, we're going to open up new groups for new people. So if you're not in a group, that's what we're going to do. So you got to get ready for that. Sign up for a group. If, if, you, if you're not connected, if you, if you don't have community, we're going to have sign-ups. And every single person that's signing up is looking for a new group. So sign up. Be in a group of people who are trying to do the same thing. Some of you in here might be like, well, I tried that before. and I don't know. It's been, you know it just didn't mesh well. Try again. Keep trying. You need people in your life, I'm telling you. And guys, this is just one way that we try to do it. This is, as a church, we're just trying to corporately do this because we know that some of you need help being in relationships with others, and you need community. But, I mean, if you, here's the thing. I just want to make it real easy. If you know somebody, and you know that they, that they love Jesus, that they really want to grow in their faith and be challenged to change some things in your life, figure something out. Meet up with them once a week. Have lunch with a guy once a week and just start talking about this stuff. Get together with a couple to work on your marriage. And I know, like, we're a little backwards nowadays. I get it. Like, we, we don't even know how to ask people questions anymore, I'm telling you. I met with a guy, a council guy, a couple years ago. This is true. And he said, so how do I actually do that? And I said, do, do what? He said, how do I actually uh, start getting together with somebody like that? And I said, do you, do you have a friend who loves Jesus? And he said, yeah. And I said, ask him to meet once a week with you. And he went, okay, okay. It's like I solved a calculus problem for him right there. I'm telling you. We're back. I know we're backwards, but it's easy. I'm telling you. I right, listen. I, I meet once a week with a guy. I meet every single Friday with a guy. We started years ago because we both wanted God to keep changing us. We wanted God to actually make our marriages strong. We, we just started, I'm telling you, it probably started like, do you want, do you want me? Do you want me? That's probably how it started. Like, we don't, we didn't have an agenda. We didn't have, I'm telling you, we were just like, you want to get together? I don't know. And we started, and we, for years we've been doing it. We've been speaking into each other's lives. And I'm telling you, if you catch anything about community this morning, I'm telling you right now for me, that Friday morning at my kitchen table, it helps me stay on track with God more than most anything else in my life. I'm telling you right now. And, and you know, there are some days where we don't really talk about much. There are days that we do talk about some stuff. There are days we just eat. There are, days, there are Fridays that we miss. And then there are Fridays where we really challenge each other to do the deep things that God wants us to do. That's how it goes. But he helps, he helps me base, be, stay caught by God. You weren't made to do this alone. Your marriage was not created by God to just stand on its own. Get in a group. Ask someone to meet up with you once a week. Go to Celebrate Recovery on Thursdays. Join a step study. Get on a serving team. Figure it out some way, somehow. You gotta get connected, okay? That's the second ingredient that happens when people see lasting change in life. Here's a third ingredient. You gotta focus on what is true. Focus on what is true. Here's Philippians 4.8. Check this out. I love this scripture. It says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of our praise, think about these things. Okay. Gang, 
There is nothing more readily available to you to let God change your life than knowing scripture. There's not one thing that's more readily available to you right now as you sit in that seat. It's one of the most helpful things God uses to change you, but here's the thing. Here's my bet. This is my bet. My bet is that there are a lot of folks in this room and you've been following Jesus for a little while and you found yourself struggling in places that you know you shouldn't be struggling in and, and your faith isn't as strong in areas where you think it should be. And real simple, really simple, is that you just don't know what God has to say about it or say about you or him. I'm telling you, it's really simple. So just real easy question, real simple question. Do you know what God says? I mean, do you know it? Do you have, listen, some go-to scriptures that are in your heart that you could just remember and know that you can use as a help from God? Or are you guessing? Or are you just letting other people kind of tell you? Gang, the more we know the promises and principles of God, the more we'll combat our defects, our culture, and what the enemy is trying to tell us outside of that. I'm telling you right now. A few years back, um, a friend of mine and I, he's actually here this morning, a friend of mine and I, we decided to really go after memorizing some scripture together. Because here's the thing, it's a weakness of mine. I, I really struggle with memorizing scripture. A chat is like a walking Bible. It drives me nuts. Um, but I, I, I got to get better at that. So I got geeked out about it. And so, I mean, I got note cards and I got like a little box and I still have it today. And I'm telling you right now, like that's what I go to every time. It, I have to go into that. I have the scripture written. I have, I have the thing on the back. And to this day, there are times when I'm struggling to see things and when I'm challenging my life, I, I gotta get to that box. Over the last three or four weeks, I've been really struggling in an area of my life. And that was what I did on Friday. I, I picked that up and I, man, I'm telling you, I started going through those cards and God was like, do you remember me? Do you know who you are? Do you know who I am? I'm gonna transform you. And he does. He does. And you know, just... You gotta go into that. What you can claim is so important. What you can claim about God is so important because here's what I'm gonna ask you. Maybe you're here and you're like, you know, wanna see God change your life and you're like, I'm not really seeing that much, you know, and, and you just hear nothing but things that take you away from seeing God change you. But what if, what if you could claim the things of God because they're in your heart? Like that you could just come out with 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, therefore, if anybody is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. So when you start to hear or feel, hey, you're not different. You can't change. You can say, yes, I am. I'm new. I'm not old. I'm new. I can change because of that. I'm a new creation. Can you do that? When you're struggling to feel like you can't do it, can you remember Ephesians 2.10 where it says, man, for you are his workmanship, created in Christ for good works. And so when you feel like you can't, you can say, you know what? I have an identity to do great things in Jesus' name, and I can do it today. Do you have that? Do you know in the face of things when they get hard, really hard, Galatians 2.20 says, hey, it's not, that I, it's not I who live. It's Christ in me. It's Christ in me. I know I can change because it's not just me. Christ gives me strength because he is in me. Do you have that? Here's my challenge. Here's my challenge. Don't think what God says about you. Know it. Claim it. Believe it. Repeat it. Remember it. I'm telling you, it's probably one of the biggest factors of people who are seeing more change happen in their life and in their marriages and in their families. They know the truth. It's just how you walk in the light with God. Amen to that? Yeah. We need to fill our minds with the things of God that will help us remember who he is because it goes to the last ingredient, which is this. Because lasting change is God's power, not willpower. 
Now, this is something I need to remind myself about all the time. Like, when I want to see things change in my life, here's what I got to remember, gang. I cannot white-knuckle it. I, I can't, we cannot just pick ourselves up by our bootstraps. Gang, this willpower, if it willpower was enough to change, you'd be changed, right? But you're not, because you can't. Here's Ephesians 3.20. This is great. I love this scripture. Here's what it says. It says, now to him, God, who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to what the power at work within us. I love that verse. I love that verse. It is such a powerful verse to remember. And here's why, because I get this mixed up all the time, and I'm challenging you, you probably get this mixed up all the time too. Here it is. See, Christianity isn't about me or how I get changed. It's about Christ and how he changes, how he heals, how he rescues, and how he mends. And it's through his power, not our own power. It's why you see here what we do. You see, it's why Christ is exalted up here. It's why we sing songs about Jesus. It's why God's word is lifted high. That's why you see what you see. It's why you see people are serving sacrificially, not because we love this church or the building or anything like that. I want to be real clear. It's because at our core, listen to me, we are a group of people who are changed by the power of Jesus Christ, and we believe it, and we want you to see it, and we want you to realize it. We want to keep revealing it and so you can recognize it because God can change your life because he's changed our lives. That's what we're about. It's all about Jesus. It's about one thing here, Jesus. And so if you're wanting, maybe you're here and you're like, okay, great, God's power, not willpower. How do I do that? What do I, what, what do, I do there? Andy? Okay, well, I'm glad you asked. Um, here's the thing. In order, did you know you were going to ask that? You did. Here's the answer. In order to let God's power change you, you ready? Take this down. You first have to want to change. Now, let, let me explain this. Let me explain because you're like, I do want to change. Okay. You can't just want the end product, all right? To let God in, you have to surrender to what God is telling you to do. And sometimes, gang, listen, it's not what you want to do, and it's not what you feel like doing. I'm telling you right now. My son Henry, uh, he and I constantly go through this routine at dinner. Uh, actually, it's really any meal, any meal. Uh, and he'll sit down, and he'll go, uh, hey, Dad, how about we get some ice cream? And I'll go, buddy, I'd love for you to have ice cream. I'd love to eat ice cream with you. But you got to eat some green beans first, okay? And here's how awesome of a dad I am. He doesn't even have to eat all of them. He just has to eat like three. That's it. Like, that's how great I am. I'm like, eat three. I'm like, just take a little step to eat one or two. And here's what he says almost every time. I'm telling you, it's every meal. He goes, okay, dad, how about I eat a French fry? And then he'll eat the French fry, and he'll say, now, how about that ice cream, dad? And I'm telling you, it's just, and it's, and he thinks it's the same thing, but it's not. See, this is how we are sometimes with God, isn't it? See, we tell God, hey, God, I want you to change this in my life. And then God lays this out real simple through coming here, being encouraged through teaching, uh, listening to wisdom, having community in your life, all that stuff happening. He's like, okay, here's how you do it. And we go, oh, how, about I, how about I do it nine-tenths your way, God? How about that? How about I kind of do, do it my way? How about a French fry instead of a green bean? And gang, I'm telling you, the biggest catch of why we don't see last and change in our lives is this, right here. You know why? Because sometimes when, when we know what God says, we don't feel like it. I don't, and I'm going to do it my way, and then it'll be about the same, right? Straight up, it's not what you feel like going. But here, guys, I hope you found this out in your life. But you don't even have to believe in God to actually understand this. Going off how you feel is really a bad plan for your life. It is. It's, it, is there an amen there? I got it. In my, I'm telling you, I've done so many things by how I feel, and I'm like, oh, boy. I mean, that's just what, what it is. 
going off how you feel will increase the chances of having more problems than finding lasting change in your life. I'm telling you. Listen, here, here's why. You can attest it. We feel all kinds of crazy things. Don't we? We feel crazy stuff. But that is not the gauge that God wants us to use. God's word says something about how we feel versus who we are. How we feel versus what we do. How we feel versus who he is in our lives, right? Don't let how you feel dictate what you do. Ever. Because here's the thing. This one will tell you. I'm just telling you. If you're trying to find lasting change in that anger or being a workaholic or being a, whatever it is. You know, if you're going to wait till you feel like doing it or not doing it. For some of those, you're going to be waiting a whole long time, aren't you? Listen, in order to let God's power in, we have to be willing to surrender my way and do it God's way all the way, okay? And don't be surprised, gang, if it feels awkward when you start. I'm, don't be surprised by that. You know, if you're letting God work on you being an, a workaholic, okay, and it's really like damage in your life and your family. And if you're letting God change you from being a workaholic, you know the first few times you leave work on time and the first few times you actually just relax from doing work, it's not gonna feel right because you've been doing that for so long. I went back to why it's so hard to change. Don't, again, that's why we say don't go off your feelings. That'll catch up. Just keep listening to God. Keep doing those things. And I'm telling you, those will follow your actions. I guarantee it. It's not going to be all rainbows and butterflies right away or the first time or the second time or the third time, but it'll catch up, I promise. And gang, give yourself a break. I mean, give yourself a break. Some of these things that are in your life, I think we're, we're just in such an instant world. We just want to see instant change, and, and that's just not true. Give yourself a break. You know, maybe you've been looking at that and you've been listening to these things. You're like, I've been putting some of these in my life. Not all of them, but maybe a few, and I'm still not seeing uh, this change. And, and, you know, but some of this stuff you're dealing with, it's been years and decades in the making. It really has. And so you have to be about the process that God wants you on. But in order for this to happen, you, in order to be transformed and not conformed to the world, you need all this stuff in to let God do some work in your life, I'm telling you. So here's what I want to end with. I want to end with an encouragement to me, encouragement to you, because listen, the truth is we're all going through, there's not one person in this room that, that can't find something that we want to change, that we know that God wants to change in our life. So whatever it is you're going through, here's what I want to encourage you with. God works. Do you know that? God really works. He does. Let's look at Philippians 1 real quick. Here's what it says. Just to remember, he says, I am sure of this. I'm so sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion the day of Jesus Christ. Do you know that? There's a good work in you if you're walking in the light of Jesus. There's a good work in you. Guys, the key to this whole thing though is God. You gotta let God in. God can do it. It's not more willpower. It's not more self-help book. It's not more seminars. It's Christ in you who can change you. And while we work on that and, and while we start to get into that truth and know that and when we lean into that, here's what you just need to know. Just know God loves you. Just know that God's for you, that he's never gonna leave you and that he is always gonna be there to be your help. But you gotta lean into him. You gotta put these things in rhythm and he will, I guarantee it, finish what he started because that's what he says. You know, people who are seeing lasting change in their life, see, they're the ones who are doing these things more often. I know that's a lot of stuff that we talked about, but these are the things that people are putting in rhythms in their life. And here's why. I'm always about the why and not just the what. I mean, a list is only as good as a list if you know why. Here's why people are doing these things in their life. You know why? Because they know 
They know that the scales are naturally tipped in the direction of not changing. And so what they're doing is they're putting these things as rhythms in their life to actually let the scales tip in God's direction so he can change them. That's what you see. That's why you see people with lasting change in their life. The more you put these things into action in your life, the more you'll see truth and power and God work in your life. And it's a process. It's a process. We're all in process. No change happens overnight. But listen, he can change you. I believe it with everything I got. He can tip the scales of change in our lives because of God. Change is possible. Do you believe that? I do too. So let's pray and ask God to help us realize that this morning with the changes we want to see in our life. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you that you love us so much and that that we are not only, because of Jesus, saved for eternity, that we have a purpose down here, we have a mission through you, and that you can actually see and do lasting change in our life. There are things in our lives that we, we, we might not even think they can ever change. There are things that we put our identities in and we don't want to anymore. And we, and we don't know, we're not sure. Some of us in here this morning are not sure if you could do it, but God, I pray that your scriptures this morning help them understand that through you, you can do it. Change is possible. Let us just take those things, God, and put them in your court. And lean on you and let you in through these things. Let us have these rhythms in our life. Let us see the things that we're not doing and believe that that's probably one of the reasons why we're not being uh, changed. And let us put these changes in in our lives because of you, God. Help us. uh, Help us believe that. Help us understand that change is absolutely possible because of Christ who is in us. And we pray for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, listen, that concludes our series. Next week, we're going to start a brand new series called Five Words That Can Change Your Life. And the first word is no. Come figure it out next week, all right? We'll see you. Jesus